Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Situation Room. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week in the Situation Room. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Gabe Ferguson. You guys can check him out on Twitter. He's at Gabe Berge. I'm Jordan Coe. I'm at Raven Sit Room. Apologize for the short hiatus. I've been traveling and out of town for work was down in the grand canyon totally out of service then down in mexico city didn't catch the last game so um i know gabe's first hot take right out of the gate is going to be that that i'm a bad fan but i'm getting caught up and geez what a good time to be back in on this team it feels like the roller coaster is starting to stop a little bit i mean this feels like it's got 2019 vibes where early in the year they had their struggles and Things didn't seem like they were clicking. And then just as things came together, they were just absolutely steamrolling teams. But Gabe, you look at these, you know, before we get into our hot takes, I mean, you look at the the week against Detroit and the week against Seattle in a nutshell, two of the top teams in the NFC and the Ravens absolutely just steamrolling these guys. And it is hard not to be excited about this Ravens team overall right now. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's just so much fun to watch. Like, we, you know, we've kind of been hyping the team up, I would say, you know, from the beginning of the season. We said, you know, a few of these things you start clicking on offense and this team looks like it's really hard to beat. I mean, some of your hot takes in the past have been, you know, it's the best defense in the NFL. Lamar is going to win MVP. And those two things have kind of come to fruition. You know, like Lamar is in that conversation now. I think he's um, a lot of people have him as a front runner, maybe, you know, in the conversation, at least with like Burrow and and like hurts. Um, and, you know, there's still a lot of games to be played, but he's definitely right there in the conversation. Obviously the Ravens defense, I think by pretty much any standard right now is looked at as the, as the best defense in the NFL. Um, and it's, you know, it, it, it's both those things coming together at the same time, like having that MVP caliber quarterback along with a stifling defense. And you're saying like, how is this team going to lose? I mean, obviously things can happen. Like you can make mistakes and like, we've had two losses where they've just kind of shot themselves in their foot. But like when, when they're actually like focused and playing well, this is easily the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not hard to look at this team and be excited about what we're seeing from them overall. Um, really excited about what it looks like. And, you know, like you said, I, I still think the Ravens are going to lead the league. It was a hot take when I said the Ravens are going to lead the league in points allowed. Now they already lead the league in points allowed. That's with, Literally leading the league with points allowed. Haven't had the bye week. Teams still not have completed the schedule for this week overall. Um, and we've just seen an utterly dominant defense. And my first hot take out of the gate here is that this is the best team that we've seen from a defensive perspective since 2000. Um, a little bit of a clunker in the Arizona game. And the Ravens still got to get rid of that bad habit of playing down to teams from time to time. Uh, but in these critical games, I mean, they were just uh, they've just been dominant at every single phase of the ball, their ability to rush the passer, their ability to stop the run, what they're getting from their their secondary contributions. Marcus Williams still isn't healthy and it's not really that big of a deal. OA is just coming back. I mean, Bowser is still not back on the field. Ajabo 
you know, we might not see on the field for the rest of the year. And yet it feels like this is the deepest defense in the league. Um, it is definitely the best defense in the league. And I think, I think that's very possible that even if, you know, the Ravens offense were to stutter in some step between now and the end of the year, that this team is still going to go far in the playoffs on the back of this defense. And we haven't seen a performance like that since that, that 2000 Ravens defense. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't even know if this defense, I was going to say like, I feel like 2000 defenses was, was phenomenal. I feel like the Ravens 2006 defense was like in some ways better than the 2000 defense. Um, so, I, I mean, I, was, I would put this one up with both of those. I mean, if you look at the sack production, you know, 35 sacks through through nine games, they're leading the league in sacks, um, which is something that they have not really been very good at over the past, you know, five, ten years. Like, you know, they've had years where they've gotten pressure, but that's it's really been since 2014 that they've had like a dominant sack season. Um, so, like having that as part of you know just putting it all together, I and mean, it's, it's a key feature of why the defense is playing so well. But you know across the board, they're just, they're playing at a phenomenal level. And I think, you know, they have played good teams. They, they haven't played probably the best teams on their schedule yet. So um, we'll see how that looks when you, when they go against, you know, the San Francisco's of the world, you know, there's a big game against the Bengals with, you know, a, I'm doing quotation marks now, a healthy Joe Burrow. Um, so we'll, we'll see how they look against, against those teams, but, um, and then and the Dolphins. I think there's a Dolphins game at the end of the schedule, so that's a big one. That you know, that's kind of like a, a team that has we've seen beat this Ravens defense pretty handedly. You know, as early as last season, it was the same offense, a lot of the same players there. Um, so we'll we'll see how that looks. But it's, it's I don't think it's <laughs> it's it, if they keep playing at this level, I think you will be talking to them in historical levels. Let's, let's put it that way. And 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 you know, especially if they take it all the way and they win with on the back of the defense, and I think they can win because of the defense, then absolutely it's going to be one, one of the great ones that's going to be talked about, you know, years down the road. So that's, that's an exciting thing to talk about. Um, and, and to kind of like piggyback off that hot take, it's, I think beyond just the way, how good the defense is playing, I think, and, and this alludes to something that uh, Ronnie Stanley said after the game this week, that he said, this is the most talented team that he's been on. And, and if you think about it, I was like, yeah, he's right. It's, that's absolutely true. Um, this is a more talented team than the 2019 team where they were 14 and two. Um, and I think it's a more talented team than any of the great Ravens teams, frankly, because they have it working on both sides of the ball. You have that MVP quarterback, you have a great offensive line, you have playmakers at tight end, at running back, at wide receiver, and you have the best defense in the league. Like if you look at that, like just holistically at, at everything, like, what what Ravens team has actually been better than this across the board? Like this 2000 team, the 2016 we talked about that had great defenses. This team's offenses stunk. Let's be real; they did not have good offenses. 2019, that was probably the previous high bar in terms of the overall like completeness of the team. I think this team is better than that. They have more talent wide receiver. Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback now than he was in 2019. The only thing that they had that the, this Ravens team doesn't might be the offensive line. And that's the one place where this team is a little bit shaky to me. Like there's still some issues with pass protection at times, um, but I think they're getting better. You know, they're getting healthier. And I, I think like just across the board, you know, they have the players that can step in and like fill into those gaps. Like we've seen earlier, we saw this week, Patrick McCarry fill in for Morgan Moses and he played extremely well at right tackle. Like, He's played well at left tackle for them when Stanley's been out. You have guys that can fill in a center at guard. So, like, 
even if that offensive line isn't like, you know, tip top, I think there is enough pieces there and it's a good enough offense around it with good enough weapons. And obviously Lamar Jackson hides a lot of errors that they can be, this is the best Ravens roster. I think we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, I think Lamar, Lamar is the difference maker. I mean, I think some of those offenses during kind of that 2000, you know, the early 2000s eras were a bit underrated. I think, I think there was more talent, especially with sharp and, you know, Jamal Lewis and, some pretty dominant offensive lines in terms of what they were getting from those teams. It's just that the Ravens were, they did not have a quarterback <laughs> or any semblance of a quarterback at that time. And and that's the difference that you're getting from Lamar. You know, it's hard to say that this isn't the most talented team when you've got a quarterback that is a former unanimous MVP and is playing like it, you know, in this current year. And whenever, whenever that's the scenario that you've got, then you're going to be competitive week to week. And I, you know, I don't know that I disagree that this is the most talented team that the, you know, talented roster that we've ever seen from the Ravens, um, you know, and, and I don't, you know, it, it seems outlandish, right? Like if you were to say something like that, cause the Ravens have had a lot of talented teams, but um, it's a little hot, but I think, I, I think we're, we're sitting on a year where the Ravens are, you know, I, I'm feeling the the same kind of vibe that we had in, in 2019 where the Ravens went into that Titans game, you know, everybody thinking that they were they were by far the better team and that they were going to roll them and obviously that isn't what happened in that that scenario but we're sitting right on that again and i think you know my second hot take tonight is that i think this ravens team is going to average 30 plus points for the rest of this year i think that i will be surprised if there's not a game that they're not going to hang a 30 spot up there on some of these other teams um they've just they, they are starting to get it they're starting to click it's all it is all coming together and the rest of the league better freaking look out when the offense, if the offense gets it together as much as the defense had it together all year. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, you know, I mean, the, the, the only times that the Ravens offense hasn't looked almost as good as the defense has, has been when they've shot themselves in the foot. You know, it's, it's been self-inflicted wounds. It's been, it's been drops. It's been like complete inability to, to finish in the red zone. It's been, penalties it's been turnovers like hopefully you know those kind of like hiccups and and some of it is also i think you know getting used to the offense and like i think that's part of the reason why you're so optimistic about it moving forward you have half a season behind you now like a lot of those potential issues have been worked out um so i i I think it's very possible i think averaging 30 points for sure there might be a week here there where they don't hit that 30 mark um and you know you know, we talked about bad weather in the past. If there's a bad weather game, you know, that might be hard to to, to reach that point because we've seen that affect, you know, the Ravens in the past. Um, but it's it, it's as impressive as as this team has been as a whole. Like, I feel like they could have scored more points too. Like, they, they've left a lot of points on the board just they because they didn't the need six. to score any more points. Exactly. Like, they, you, yeah. they could they have, have, like, yeah, run the like... score up. <laughs> so, it, I think, you know, now that, you have guys like Keaton Mitchell, who's who's a spark plug in, in the backfield, who's, you know, along with, you know, with Gus Edwards, who's been, you know, racking up the touchdowns all season. He's he's your short yardage guy, but he can, he's also capable of picking up chunks at a time. You know, Justice Hill, I think, is still going to be worked in there. He's had some nice flashes at times. It's hard to, like, find a place on this def- or offense, I should say, where you, you can attack them and take, you t- take something away, they're, they're going to do something else, you know? They have the personnel flexibility that they can come at you with, with two tight ends, with a fullback, or they can go with three wide receivers, and and they can spread you out, and they and they can win in, in all those ways. And I think that's what we've always wanted this offense to look like around Lamar Jackson. I think it's finally realized that. So yeah, it's it's 
I think, you know, we're only, only going to see these kind of weekly dominant performances pick up with steam. Like it's going to be like a week in week out thing. Um, some big games coming up. And I think, you know, next time we have one of these podcasts, we'll talk a little bit about what that looks like moving forward. Um, but that, that leads me to my, my final thing, which is back to the defensive side of the ball. And I'm, I've been thinking a lot about like why this team is looking so good. And we talked about the defense a lot and obviously we've had defensive, you know, changes in personnel, but I think the big underlying feature and what we, people have talked about a lot on social media is, is Mike McDonald. And frankly, I think he is the most important part coaching part to this op the team right now. Um, as Todd Munkin has, has made a lot of improvements. He's been good on the offensive side of the ball, but what Mike McDonald is doing week in and week out is, is like, extra like superior level like coaching like he's better coaching at his defensive coordinator job than i think any other coach in the nfl right now including john harbaugh including you know andy reed including like all, all the top coaches who are head coaches and that's not to say that i think mike mcdonald will be an amazing head coach i don't know if that's true or not but his coordinating of the defense is is next level like we haven't seen this since i guess like the rex ryan heyday like when he was, when they felt like there was the Ravens defense was like two steps ahead of everybody else. Like you can see it in the way the plays are designed. You can see it in the way that he's, he knows what his opponents are going to do. He seems like he's calling the exact perfect play every single time. He knows like what teams are going to do when he's showing them certain looks. And there's just nobody who's like open on a regular basis. Every once in a while, you'll get a guy come open. But like Stevens is suffocating and the front seven is getting home quick enough that guys quarterbacks you know they can't even get to their second read often so like even if you know there is somebody open downfield he's not getting to them because the the pressure's in his face unless it's like a true like you know i mean th there might they might get some issues when they face like the truly elite quarterbacks and they haven't had too many of them on, on the you know docket yet but it's really impressive to see how they're just like completely dominating what what a quarterback is seeing and like it's making it extremely challenging for them to to get through progressions without being affected by the pressure. And I'm excited to see how it looks against some of the better quarterbacks because that's what they're going to get in the playoffs and they need to be tested. Um, but I think right now he, Mike McDonald is like, he's more valuable to the Ravens than perhaps any other, anyone other than Lamar Jackson right now. Um, and, and that's saying something because it, it's a really, really talented team as we talked about. Yeah, I think my only quibble with you might be that that some of this, you know, you're we're undercrediting Eric Acosta um, and the roster that this team has built and put together. Um, every one of these buttons seems to be kind of pressed to the maximum to the right move. Um, and every single backup that's come in. So, like, look at guys like Geno Stone, right? Looking at guys like Jadavian Clowney, Kyle Van Noy. Like, you you talked a little bit about Macari and the backups along the offensive line. The other gaps, Keaton Mitchell being ready to, to be a guy that's going to step up and be a contributing part of what this team might be looking at needing to do as we get to the end of the year. And sometimes you can only press those buttons because you've been put in a position to be able to press those buttons. Um, and Derek DaCosta deserves, I think a lot of credit for what we're looking at on, in terms of this team, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to coach a team when you've got a talented guy at every single one of those spots, willingness, you know, paying off the willingness to sign Roquan Smith to a long deal, being willing to commit to giving Brandon Stevens a bigger role in the, in the defense. I mean, they just, it just seems, you know, taking Kyle Hamilton in the first round when other teams didn't want to take him, it just, it felt like it's all leading up to them 
pushing all the right buttons along the way. Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers. I mean, both sides of the ball. They just it just feels like we're finally in a position where next man up is real. <laughs> the next man ups are talented or fit within the system. Um, and then this team is ready to move forward. We've seen huge improvements from the special teams from the first four weeks of this year, which were really a hot mess through the first few weeks of the season. I mean, this it's just there's a lot of really good button pushing that's going on all across the board for the Baltimore Ravens right now. And it's just it's it, it's it's a super exciting time to 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 be a Ravens fan. And it definitely feels like one of those moments where, look, I, I want the Ravens to be the one seed. You know, we want the Ravens to win their division. But at the end of the day, we're just waiting for the playoffs to roll around now let Lamar cook in the playoffs. Let, let's let's put all these critics and uh, you you can't tell me that all this bulletin board material and all these people in, in the media talking about Lamar not being in position to be ready to be that guy uh, when the time comes in the playoffs. I think, you know, knock on wood, all health considered. Um, I think this team is, is ready to roll, ready to avenge that playoff loss of 2019 and really looking to be the same, be that dominant team, you know, on every single side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, I don't say I don't think I disagree with what you said, but my one kind of point would be that a lot of the players that the Ravens brought in weren't high profile additions. And and that's a good job of scouting, obviously, I think, but also putting them in a position for them to succeed, which I think is coaching. And that, and that's you know, that's the effect that like Mike McDonald has had, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, a lot of the guys are having career years, right? I, I feel like almost every single player on the Ravens defense is, you know, playing over expectation of, of, of what a, a objective expectation would be for them headed into the season. So is, is that them all just happening to have like a career year at the same time? Or is that, um, is that them being put in position by a masterful coordinator? And I, I think it might be a little bit of both, you know, especially for someone like Justin Matabike, you know, he's, he's been waiting to, to kind of get into, this kind of role where he's, you know, finally putting it all together, you know, maybe a Brandon Stevens, maybe even a Geno Stone, you know, guys who are given opportunities where they haven't had it before, but some of these guys were cast offs, you know, like Arthur Mollette, he's been really good as a Ravens, like slot cornerback. You know, we talked about, you talked about Jadavian Clowney. I mean, he hasn't been much of a, you know, a contributor over the past three or four years. He's gotten bounced around different teams. And by the way, Justin, uh, <laughs> Jadavian Clowney, I don't know if you saw, he, he's, Full revenge tour now. He's beaten all the teams this season that all the teams like let him walk away. Um, Need him to go undefeated though. Let's get let's get Cleveland again though. <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely want to get Cleveland again. That's going to be an important one. Um, Kyle Van Noy, you know, he's bounced around. Like he was available. What was it week two, week three? They picked him up and he's come in and he's got five sacks. Um, he's someone who's basically a pass rush specialist for them, which is something that he's never really done in his career. He's been kind of like a jack of all trades kind of player and he's been put in a position to be a guy who's mostly a pass rusher for this team and that's an interesting kind of way to use him and i think it's really he's coming in and like taking on that responsibility he's doing great so like a lot of these things that um yes like we have very talented team we talked about that at the beginning but he's finding the best ways to utilize that talent and i think that that actually means a lot Yeah, I think the one underrated thing that changed from this year to last year as well is Chuck Smith. The, the Ravens' pass rush from an individual yep. player perspective, their approach has changed. I, to think that 
you know, Justin Matabike didn't progress in part because of what we're getting from Chuck Smith and his ability to think about how to generate pressure and letting Mike McDonald do that, but then be singular in what the Ravens are showing in their fronts, but then being multiple in what happens next. I mean, it's just, it is a, an absolute work of art and none of this is meant to, to devalue Mike McDonald unless somebody that wants to hire him as a head coach is listening, <laughs> in which case or my complete intent is specifically to devalue Mike McDonald. So it's just a super exciting time for this team. Look, it's a really big, right? Like we're talking about what in the next now nine days, the Ravens will play two games against their division rivals. Um, you know, and it's basically going to set the Cincinnati here in this next set of games. You know, it's going to be really hard for another team to overtake them to win the division. It's going to put them, that's going to be two more conference wins that the Ravens are going to stack up there. Um, you see other losses coming in on other sides accordingly from there. And, you know, I think teams are going to, it's, it'll be a, it'll be a huge statement if the Ravens can both win the next two games and win them significantly. So, and I'm, I'm super excited to go back and watch the first Cleveland game, how the Ravens were able to completely able to dismantle them. Watch for Todd Munkin, what his approach is going to be there. Um, take a look at what Mike McDonald did in that first game against the Browns and see whether or not we're going to, whether we're not going to get Deshaun Watson or whether the Ravens are going to put, you know, put our hurting on him as well. Um, it's a super excited time. We're excited to kind of break down those upcoming games, keep following on these hot takes. I mean, if the Ravens keep playing like this game, we're going to be, our hot takes are going to be out of control because we just got, keep having to raise the bar and the Ravens seem to keep rising to the occasion. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I was, I'm thinking about like what's hotter than saying the Ravens are the best team in the NFL, but it's not a hot take if it's if it's kind of like you know objective like facts. You know, so like exactly. I mean, it's we just have to kind of you know, think, be creative about this a little bit. But um, it it is an exciting time, and you know these two upcoming two games are. I don't say they're going to make or break the Ravens' season because I think they're good enough to bounce back, you know, even if they do have a loss or two. Um, but it's going to set them up you know, to be in the best possible position if they can win these two games. And I'm excited to, to see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll be back uh, in a couple of days talking a little bit about what we saw on film from this dominant Seattle game. I mean, it gets, you know, these podcasts get shorter and shorter when it's only three quarters of meaningful football that we're really seeing. The first quarter was slow in this game. I mean, the Ravens really just turned it up in the second and third quarters and, and just steamrolled and it was all over. So um, you know, super exciting, excited to break that down, excited to look ahead to the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to try and, and be a more attentive and uh, local and available fan to be able to watch the rest of the games these years. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Love to hear from you. He's at Gabe Fergie. I'm at Raven Sit Room, and uh, we'll see you next time in the Situation Room. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.